This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And I'm here with my good friend and legendary investor, Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to be with you. Awesome, man. Hey, one of the things I want to talk about that I think is going to be a hot topic for the second half of the year is affordable housing, right? There's talk about lending programs and credits and all of these things. So I want to step back and acknowledge, at least, in, <clears throat> excuse me, my belief in the importance of getting on the property ladder and then talk about things that might be happening in the building industry, because you are a builder, right? You've done a lot of that. And uh, why don't we start with 3D printed houses? Because again, you have a great YouTube channel. I just saw this morning, you posted some data about a 3D printed home in Virginia. So why don't we start there and talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So 3D um, <laughs> concrete printing is becoming more and more popular, gaining traction in the country. Uh, in the United States, it's been very popular outside the United States and other countries. So you're starting to see some projects and experiments of so the Virginia Housing Department in conjunction with Virginia Tech's doing a project in Richmond, Virginia, mm. uh, the first concrete 3D concrete printed house in Virginia for sale. It's an affordable house. Uh, it's going to be sold at like $180,000, $200,000, something like that. So yeah, I went and made a video of that the other day. Um, it's a pretty interesting process and technique. There's a lot of information out there. The company doing the, the uh, concrete printer came from a company called Cobed, C-O-B, ED, I think it is, um, that, that makes and sells those printers. Uh, but it's an interesting process. So I'm going to go back out there today and uh, film an update and just see how far they've gotten. Because you can print, it's like, um, you know, three meters a minute or something like that. So the other day they had just started, had maybe, you know, just, just starting the first like six to 12 inches of the wall. So we'll see yeah. how far they've gotten since then. And they are experimenting. So they've got a bunch of people out there from the university, from the city, from the housing authority, you know, general contractor all learning, you know, so it's not going probably as fast as it could, but it'll be right. interesting to see how far they've come. Cause I think I made that video, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, last week. Okay. Very cool. And forgive me. I probably should have looked this up. I don't know the answer, but do you know what the kind of median price home is in Richmond, Virginia? Is it like 300 or something? Yeah. Median, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's probably in the threes. Yeah. Um, I mean, they okay. have some lower price point homes there because, you know, some, some low income areas, but um, I think, I think it might be in the threes. Yeah. The reason I asked is because again, we're talking about a 3d printed home at 180. So we're talking about 30, 35% below, which obviously is not where new homes come out, right? Most stick built homes are not coming out at that price point, which is the, why you and I both see the need for affordable housing or 3d printed homes. So yeah, 281.2. So I just Googled it while we were talking. I knew it. I saw you typing. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so again, so if it's 280, you're going to come out at, you know, call it 180. Yeah, that's 40% off, right? And, yeah. you know, I can only guess. Cobod, C-O-B-O-D, Cobod, C-O-B-O-D is the nice. website for the printer that they're they're using. Now, when I talked to the, you know, so I've heard a couple of different stories. There was one built in New Jersey, I think that they say they sold. It's supposed to be done and complete in New Jersey. The first one in the country that was done and complete that's for sale or sold, I'm not sure what stage they're in construction. They were saying 
you could save as much as 40 to 50% on the cost of the house. Yeah. But the people that I talk to that are doing the one in Virginia say it's really only about 10 or 20%. Mm. It's really more of a time factor than anything else because you, you can print a 1200 square foot house in a couple of days. So right. all in all, by the time it takes to get the, the equipment out there, everything set up, do the work, break it all down and get out of there, probably seven days, maybe 10 days on your average 12, 13, 1500, 2000 square foot house that's done out of concrete. Then you still have a you know truss, wooden truss roof. You still have to do all your mechanicals and all that. You can finish the interior and exterior however you want with different siding or you you just leave it like an ink, right? Or icing. If you just layered icing, mm-hmm. it just kind of, you know, has these little rippled looking layers. Some people leave it like that. That's crazy. Yeah. So again, I think something that's going to be important the next day, decade is affordable housing. I am, am, I've not done a lot of research. I've never seen a project, but I'm a believer that we need to figure this out. And I think 3D printed homes in a decade will be one of the answers to, to lower the, the starting price point. There, but there are other ways to get on the property ladder, right? There is one that is very popular today. Uh, that's being talked about, actually added it to my course, but it's been around a while and that is house hacking. Um, You know, that is, that is a way that a lot of, you know, younger folks get on the property ladder. And I think it's a wonderful way. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, and that comes in a lot of forms and fashions. The traditional house hack, as you know, is you buy a duplex, triplex, quad, you live in one unit, rent the rest out, or you buy a, you know, a two level home where there's, you know, a basement or a ground floor, Mm -hmm. separate that, or there's an upper floor. Today with Airbnb, it's even more popular than ever where people are renting out bedrooms in their houses, parts of their houses. I mean, it's really interesting um, where that market has has evolved to. Um, And then you have other forms of house hacking, and this has been going on forever. I mean, this is nothing new. You can hack parts of your property. So you can put an ADU in or you can have a, you know, a garage with an apartment over it. Um, So there's, you know, that's a form of house hacking. Um, And then also multifamily. So I know a lot of people. Um, over the years that have bought small apartment buildings, they live in one unit, rent the rest out, call that house hacking. I know yeah. somebody that, uh, one of my past clients I was coaching that did that with a property where he built eight units at a time. And it was, a, ended up being, I don't know, it was a hundred unit complex. And he was building eight units at his time as, a, as his uh, own general contractor. He lived in one of the eight unit buildings, rented out the rest. So he has house hacked a, you know, hundred unit apartment complex. Oh, you know, wow. That's awesome. Phased yeah. it out. Or maybe they were 20 units at a time. I can't remember, but yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You can do it where you have a commercial building that's mixed use. And maybe you, you know, live in the building and rent the ground floor out or vice versa. You rent the ground, you, you operate the ground floor and rent the top out. So house hacking comes in a lot of different shapes and forms. Yeah, I fully encourage house hacking. It's especially, you know, if you can get in when you're early, the sooner you get on the property ladder, again, with 30 year fixed rate debt, that's always the qualifier here. Uh, You got to live somewhere. And if you can have somebody start paying your mortgage and and either live cheaply, pay a couple hundred bucks or sometimes live for free. uh, It's a wonderful thing. I'm really glad you brought up ADUs. It's actually something I've just kicked off. I have a property where it makes perfect sense, right? The house is, it's a full city lot, 10,000 I think I actually might be 11,000 square feet corner lot. House is built really far back. Uh, I just I just got uh, drawings and um, I guess it's called a site map. And uh, we're going to add a three bedroom, two bath, 1,250 square foot to the front of it. So it'll become two houses. It's funny, the ADU is actually going to be a few square feet bigger than the original house, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, you're building a house. Yeah, <laughs> it's not an ADU. You're building a house, so you could, you know, see if there's somebody out there and print that sucker out of concrete and start yeah. there, or, you know, and then there's options. There's all kinds of companies coming out with um, prefab ADUs, and those come in a lot of packages where they're just completely built. And you ship the whole unit and drop it on your site like a shed. 
mm-hmm. you know, depending on the size that you need. There's some that are foldable. Yep. There's a company out there called Boxable and there's a couple other different companies that literally they come flat and the things, you know, unfold into a complete turnkey That's you know, house. It's really interesting, the technology and, and you know, accessory dwelling units and yeah. just accessory, you know, buildings all together to add to your property and the building technology, which, you know, I made another video the other day about, you know, the, the future of building technology going to more systems built homes just because of the lack of labor out there. You know, nobody wants to get into the trades anymore. We don't have um, people entering the trades. We have people exiting. So we've got serious attrition in the trades. And, you know, we've got to find ways to make building, you know, more efficient and more automated and scalable with less uh, manual labor. Yeah. And then the other one I want to talk about that not many people talk about is the 203K loan. Obviously, this is essentially owner oct buying a fixer upper. Um, you know, you can get up to thirty. I think it's thirty five grand with the two hundred three k streamline. And what don't, people don't realize it's it's funny. Meet Kevin, right? Is is obviously a very popular YouTube channel, million six followers. Uh, I interviewed him once, and that's how he started his whole investing career, right? He bought a home for his, him and his wife Lauren before they had kids, and it was a two hundred three k loan, right? A two hundred three k loan is an amazing program for first time buyers to get on the property ladder and quote unquote, build sweat equity. Is that, is that a program you've used or you know much about? No, I've never used that. And I never did any business with anybody because it has some pretty strict requirements um, for doing it, but it, but it is popular. A lot of people do it because you can buy the house. It gives you the renovation loan included, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I don't don't know the nuances of it, but um, you know, what's cool about that product and where a lot of people are using it is you can use it for up to four units. Yes. So that's where you can really accelerate and you can do it. I think, it was a year, like, so you could be in the property and a I think year. you can move out and do another one after a year or something. Yep. So, um, so it's something you can continually do over and over because you get a high, you know, leverage balance, you get a long-term low interest loan. Mm-hmm. So it's, and then you get money to renovate the place. So you get a, you know, four unit, move into it, yep. get it performing, move out and rent that space, buy another one and just kind of keep going there. And you can refi your equity out as you go along and redeploy it, you know, the whole Burr method, you know, and yeah. all that. So again, none of these things are new. These are things that have been done oh, as yeah. long as real estate's been around. They're just, you know, popular now and it's a great way to get into it and scale. But for me personally, you know, my first real estate investment, I mean, I owned houses, but my yeah. first real estate investment was, you know, a lot flip. And then, you know, I started doing spec development and then I started, you know, doing the commercial thing. And, and I've been a merchant developer, so I never hold property you know, long-term, you know, any longer than it takes to get it performing and then sell it. So how do you stack? That's how I stack cash. I reinvest in other projects and, you know, things like that. So that's, you know, that's what I do with cash is I deploy it into projects and compound it. Yeah. And then the last one that just came to me is uh, there is, it's still out there. I believe it will survive these tax cutting proposals is the 250 or $500,000. I don't know what it's called. I guess you don't pay taxes if you lived in your house for two years. Capital gains exclusion. Yeah, there you go. Capital gains exclusion, right? If you don't know about this one, folks, it's probably the greatest gift to homeowners. If you can get into a house, add a bunch of value in two years, it has to be your primary residence. Uh, And then at the end of two years, at least currently speaking, you could do this every two years, you can sell it the profit tax free. Yeah, people have been doing that for a long time, especially builders. So you would see a lot of builders that would build their own personal house. They'd live in it for two years, sell it, so they would could avoid tax, you know, capital gains, and keep doing it every couple of years. Yeah. So that's that's something that's been very popular, and you know, we'll see. Who knows what the tax code is going to look like, you know, moving forward in the future. But um, but that one is is a good one for a lot of people if you're willing to move every couple mm-hmm. of years because 
you know, some people say, well, why not just, you know, take your equity out of the house and all that. You can't always tap the equity in your house to the level that you can with a sale. Because yeah. number one, it's going to be based on appraised value. Like right now, you can sell a house more than what it's going to appraise for as it sits if you're going for a refi. Absolutely. Number two, you can only get, you know, so much of your equity out. You can only leverage, you know, 80% of the house um, based on that appraised value, where if you sell it again, it might sell for more and you get 100% of the equity. So that's why people do that every two year thing. Yeah, totally agree. So lots of ways, get on the property ladder, seek out programs, house hacking, 203K loan, understand the tax code, uh, capital gains exclusion, 3D printed homes, lots of stuff going on in real estate. Uh, Greg, how can people follow you and watch your uh, research in 3D, uh, 3D printed homes? It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So gregdickerson.com, my YouTube channel link is on there. I'm easy to find on YouTube. Just Google Greg Dickerson. It'll be me and a sportscaster that'll yeah. pop up. So one of the two of us pick one, you know, but I'm the real estate one and uh, in other things. But, you know, and one more note to leave with is the key is to just get started. So start with something, just get in the game. More wealth is built through real estate and always has been than almost anything else other than entrepreneurship. That's huge now. I think there's more wealth being created in entrepreneurship these days because it's so much easier um, and the, where the real estate market is right now. But over the years, when you look at real estate compared to any other investment, I mean, it's just, it's been automatic. And here in the last couple of years, I mean, people just by default have gained 20 to 30%, yeah. you know, equity in their properties in most markets, real estate's hyper local, so everywhere is different. But anyways, I wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, Key is no, just get started, get going, don't wait because, you know, it's, it, it's worked well, you know, and it stood the test of time. That is absolutely the theme of this video is get started. I, I love that. So, Greg, thank you very much.